Good morning. Doing great, thanks. Hey, can I ask Hi. you a question? Before we get started, am I saying your last name correctly? Is it Hokel or Hockel? Because I've been saying Hokel, and I heard on another radio station somebody saying Hockel, and I need to get this out of the way first, because if I've been saying your name wrong for all these weeks, I will never forgive myself. Well, guess who was right? You were. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It's Hockel. Hockel is yeah. way cooler than Hockel, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, sounds, it rhymes with local, so when I first ran for office, think local, vote Hockel, okay? That's yeah! All I <laughs> you were meant to do this. I'm telling you, Lieutenant Governor, I was listening to that interview that day, and he kept saying Hockle, and I'm like, this guy's saying it wrong. And then I thought, well, maybe I've been saying it wrong, and she's just too nice to correct me. No, no, I'm not that nice. Okay. <laughs> she's like, my last name's Smith. You're both wrong. So funny. All right, so, Lieutenant Governor, uh, thank you for joining us this morning. We finally reached phase one. Um, in, in your few weeks of watching these other regions hit phase one, what are you seeing stick out the most? Are people adjusting uh, the way they should be adjusting? Are people following? the rules and what are the steps next for us to hit phase two great questions and we have come a long way since i was last on your show long island opened up yesterday which is extraordinarily good news uh, but opened up in terms of one simple phase i mean we have to be very clear it does not mean life is back to normal right. it means that businesses like construction manufacturing some limited retail if you run into the shop or someone drops it off in the, your trunk when you pull up and get something that's all we're talking about and we needed to do it slowly to be able to determine over the next two-week period, is there a spike in cases? And if there is, you know, what is going wrong? What's happening in the work sites? Are people ignoring the social distancing and wearing masks? So upstate, which has gone a little bit ahead of Long Island, uh, we are able to analyze this, and we've not seen a dramatic spike in new cases. Now, hospitalizations would take a little bit later to start manifesting themselves. You get sick first, you stay at home for a while, and only if you're really bad would you end up in a hospital. But I'd have to say overall, uh, things are very positive, and that, that goes well for Long Island. If Long Islanders keep being smart and doing what we ask them to do during this phase and not act like it's business as usual yet, but phase two is much more exciting. That's the one everybody's waiting for, for the haircuts, uh, uh, going to the salon services, your barbershop, all retail will be open, and we're just a, you know, a few short you know, less than two weeks away from that now. Oh, wow. I didn't think that was phase two. I thought that would be like four. Yes, it is. The governor declared it. I think everybody needed a haircut. And yeah. he said, uh, oh, my God, have to, you know, so it, bad. It'll be a different experience. It'll be very different. You know, it will not be walking in your normal salon. There'll be a lot of precautions that the salon owners are going to take. But, you know, they're smart. They're going to get it right. No place right. wants to be the site of uh, an outbreak, and so yeah. everyone's going to be very careful. Governor Cuomo is getting tired of seeing all of his staffers show up with shaggy, terrible-looking hair. Now, how many baseball hats can you wear? I mean, I've already gone through my collection. <laughs> oh, my God, point. it's awful. So, Lieutenant Governor, let me ask you this question, because we read this this morning uh, in an effort to help small businesses like restaurants and bars. Uh, there's a senator out there, Brad Hoyleman, who wants to extend, whenever the end of the pandemic is, whether it's you know this year, next year, whenever, he wants to extend things like liquor takeout for two years after the pandemic is declared over. Um, how likely do you think we are to see not just things like liquor or alcohol, but like, you know, curbside retail pickup when this is all said and done? I think a lot of people are, they're trying to see what the, the crystal ball reads for the future of this whole situation when this is all over, if at any point in the near future. Um, what do you think the likelihood of seeing what we're experiencing now and living through now becomes commonplace in our in our life every single day. You know, that's a fabulous observation, and I'll tell you why. It, this has been a devastatingly negative experience for all of us. But when we have the chance to start coming out of it and start realizing that, you know what, some of this actually worked out better than it had been before. Yeah. And we can look at some of the ideas that can help businesses get back on their feet. 
uh, make life a little bit easier for them, or even larger companies that say, you know what, my employees are actually more productive at home because they're not sitting on a train, you know, for an hour getting their job or having to deal with hassles, and, you know, they're getting more work out of them, and the workers want to be at home. I think there's going to be a rethinking of work in general and, in one sense, society. I mean, how we deliver health care to people. Telehealth has been working wonderfully. People don't have to leave their houses to get a diagnosis for a flu. I mean, it's, it's amazing. So I think you know, that particular idea we have to talk about, but whatever we can do to help businesses, we have a small business loan program that we started at the state level just last week, launched that. I hope everybody has a chance to apply for that if you have less than 20 workers. We have to help these businesses. There's no doubt in my mind that we have to be creative and support them as soon as you're able to get into them and help keep them alive because they're the ones that give our downtowns and beachfront communities and our, our, they give us our character. That they define who we are. These little mom and pop shops that right. give us, you know, just charm. Um, with you know things opening and us slowly getting to phases and all that stuff. Uh, Memorial Day weekend now Fourth of July ahead of us. Like, what do you foresee as far as like people actually following the rules? Not what do you foresee? I mean, obviously you won't be able to know that, but as far as a second wave. I mean, are we even, is that even in our, you know, is that something that we have to worry about? Sadly, we do. We have yeah. to be very conscious through this summer and truly into the fall. We're watching what's been happening in other parts of the world. Areas that were hit first, they thought they were out of it, they started reopening businesses, and they're starting to see a spike in cases again. Now, this time around, we're far more prepared. We know what PPE is, we know what ventilators are, we know how to get them quickly, we, we can ramp up our hospital capacity, we know how to do testing now and contact tracing, so we're far better off, but if anybody thinks that we're out of the woods, they are terribly mistaken, and they, in their casualness, are being cavalier about this and saying, right. well, I'm going back to normal, the weather's good. They could harm a lot of people that we fought really hard to protect during these disastrous three-month period and so we can't stop and probably you know we'll know at some point not till we have a vaccination we'll know with certainty but we need to just hang on and continue doing what we've been doing so successfully right. that allowed us to even be talking about a reopening now with testing available now what we didn't have before was the ability to stop the spread with okay so, as soon as someone shows the symptoms now we know what the symptoms are and although right. they do change and they've you know we've evolved a lot we've learned a lot more information this time around so I'd like to think, and I have no way of knowing this other than just a gut, uh, is to say that because we're continuing to test people, contact trace, see who they came in contact, we should be able to control this a lot better. Gotcha. But that still is assuming one big thing, is that people will keep wearing their masks, mm -hmm. they'll keep socially distanced, they'll be smart through the summer. And if they're not, well, then you're just asking for the next wave. You know, you're responsible for us having to go backwards, and none of us want to go back and revisit this nightmare again. On the Absolutely. phone with Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul. Uh, just two more for you here. Um, I know the CDC recommending uh, certain things needing to be done in order to get kids back to school um, in the fall. What are the talks at the state level as far as getting kids back in the fall, whether it be September, October, or, I mean, God, even November? Right, and this is a parent's uh, biggest question. I know we can't have summer school. Summer camps are still uh, probably not likely to happen, but that's to be determined a little bit later. Fall, fall school, the governor has asked all the schools to submit their plans by July, uh, what they're planning to do with their space, how they're going to create an opportunity for social distancing, disinfecting, mask wear. He is asking every school, you know, whether it's uh, kindergarten on up through colleges, to submit a plan to us and let's talk about it. So we are going to proceed as if it's going to open. 
but we have to reserve the right. You know, we're not saying they're going to be open. We have to reserve the right to have flexibility because this is such a rapidly evolving virus and the impact of where we're going to be in August is just an, an eternity away in terms of what we've had to come right. through in just a few short months. All right, Lieutenant Governor, what's your mask look like? I'm curious. Are you like a regular mask kind of gal? Do you have a design on your mask? Like what kind of fancy mask are you rocking up in Albany? Oh, I, I have some very cool masks. I have one that has ice cream cones <laughs> and cookies all over it. Oh, okay. oh. It kind of makes me feel happy. I have another one that has, um, okay, don't tell anybody, but it's got uh, martinis and cocktails all over it. You're naming some of my favorite things here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's, it's like and I've got uh, some local sports teams that may not be as popular uh, in Long Island, but I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, the other end of the state, so I've got my Buffalo Bills one. Right. So uh, I've got some, and then I just have the surgical-looking one when I have to look uh, very ordinary and official. <laughs> now go ahead and tell me the truth. Governor Cuomo has a face mask with his own face on it, doesn't he? I, you know, I, I just can't. That's a state secret. I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lieutenant Governor, thank you for the time. As always, always uh, a good time talking to you. Appreciate the update. All right, we'll stay in touch. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye.